welcome to Just James, the podcast. We hope this episode enlightens, illuminates, and illustrates a new outlook for your life. And now, here is our host. Well, hello, hello, everybody. This is the Just James podcast, and it's your boy. Yeah, that's right. It's me. It's me. P. J. V. And that's no cap. That's big facts. Woo, man. Uh, that first episode, man. That pilot episode is. Woo. Um. <laughs> yeah, I told you it's gonna get real. I told you it's gonna get really, really real. Um. So, as some of you may know, uh, if I didn't introduce myself thoroughly in the first episode because of all that happened my name is james vito i am a pastor i'm an apologist i am a father i am a special education uh professional uh excuse me paraprofessional um, conversationalist philosopher activist all that good stuff entrepreneur yada 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 <laughs> um yeah, it's be 31 this year. So, um, hmm. So, how do I kind of talk about this topic? Um, someone brought the topic to me uh, from TikTok. I'm, I'm almost on TikTok. You can find me there. TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I'm kind of on Twitter. Not really on Twitter all the time, but I'm kind of there. Um about the concept of prophetic worship. Um, For those who may not uh, know what prophetic worship is, prophetic worship is when you are in worship and you are beginning to sing a song or play a song that has not been written yet. It is being directly downloaded and sung uh, through you by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about singing prophetically or worshiping uh, prophetically we have to understand that as we are singing and worshiping prophetically that God is speaking up speaking to us and through us through worship okay I know I'm starting heavy off the to get talking about prophetic worship y'all prophetic worship and and the philosophy behind uh, prophetic worship so um for me, I'm not a worshiper who became a pastor. I'm a pastor who became a worshiper. And and what I mean by that is we're living in a time now that a lot of gospel singers and worship artists are becoming pastors. And we're starting to see how problematic it is in the confines of the church. What I mean by that is this. Um, in worship, I know people may try to hang me for this, but hey, I don't care. It's my podcast, my platform. You do whatever you want. Um, in the confines of worship, you necessarily don't have to be theologically correct. Pause. What? What? What is going on? What is happening right there? Yeah, you don't have to be prophetically, you don't have to be necessarily theologically accurate. The reason being is because you are worshiping from an authentic place that you are in. 
and oftentimes your perception and your expectations don't really match where God is or what God's trying to do. Someone said, so give me some Bible. All right, well, I'll give you Bible. The whole book of Psalms, right? If we look at the book of Psalms, we clearly see that there's some attributes that David is giving God that really is not like God or it doesn't uh, reflect who God really is. We see passages where, uh, in Psalms where David said, I lament on my couch that God forgives me and how uh, deep and oppressed he is by his sins and how he uh, wishes that God would slay his enemies and destroy them and scatter them, you know. And God is always trying to bring people closer to him, but he only does the destruction part after the the drawing doesn't work. He like he is the warning that comes before the fall, right? So there are aspects of worship that are not necessarily theologically accurate because it's coming from a place of where we stand in our perception of God. Okay? However, however, when we are preaching from the pulpit, everything that we say must be theologically accurate. Point blank period. So the issue we have, we have a demographic of people who have not been used to uh, in inserting their theology with their doxology. In other words, inserting proper doctrine into their worship, right? They've been worshiping based off experience and their feelings and, you know, stuff like that. But oftentimes, God tells us what you think and what you feel don't matter. Someone say, give me Bible. The Bible says, lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, right? So we're supposed to acknowledge him in all of our ways, even in our worship. So we're seeing the problem in from the worship person to the pulpit. And we're living in a very biblically illiterate time. We have the access to the internet, access to books, access to resources that the early church fathers wish they had, that many of our predecessors wish they had. Many of them had to uh, buy books upon books upon books and libraries and libraries and libraries, right? But now all I got to do is look up blueletterbible.org. <laughs> you know, I just got to look up blueletterbible.org and I get the, the, the lexicon, I get the concordance, I get the biblical meaning behind what they mean in the Greek and the Hebrew, and I can find it with whichever uh, text is coming out of Texas, Texas Receptus, Te Texas Vaticanus, or Texas Sinaiticus, whatever type of uh, uh, root Bible work that you're looking at, the Septuagint, whatever it may be, th there are resources now that we can use to authentically study the Word of God. So we're in a time of, as the Old Testament would say, that there will be a drought of the word of God, of hearing the word of God, right? So how does this correspond, correspond with uh, prophetic worship? That oftentimes you have to prophetically sing where you are. What does that mean? You have to prophetically sing where you are and how you feel and also what God is giving you at the same time, right? So what do you mean by sing how you feel? 
you will find no quicker response in your worship and God's answering your problems when you're authentically honest with God. God loves honesty. And the issue that we're having in the body of Christ is that the church, I can speak for everybody's church, I'm, not speaking, I'm, not, I'm definitely not speaking for my church, but look at the grand scheme of the church. We have trained the parishioners to lie. What do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean by training people to lie? Uh, for those who grew up back in the day, and actually Victory still has this, there's something called testimony, right? You're going to give your testimony, stand up, and you said. Thanksgiving honor to God who is the head of my life, <laughs> right? Uh, I was in a pitfall and the devil had me bound up, but the Lord made a way out of no way. Or I'm still battling this thing and I need prayer, right? No, tell the truth. The truth of the matter is you got caught up in something you should not have got caught up in. The truth of the matter is you thought you was getting a hookup, but then you realize it was a scam and you're out and you wanted God to bail you out. Tell the truth that the fact that you was messing with somebody you should not have been messing with and now you got an STD. But the reason why we don't tell the truth is because the church oftentimes is not mature enough to handle the realities of people's situations. The Bible says uh, that, that if you are spiritual that you restore but yet we see that when people are authentically honest in the church, we ridicule them, we back, we blackball them, we, we insult them, we insult their intelligence. So it's forcing people to lie. And if we force people to lie, how can they be honest with God, who is truth? The Bible even says that if, you, if, if you're going to worship him, you have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, so maybe we have not had authentic worship and our services have not uh, been ransacked by the Holy Ghost is because we're not living the truth. Not just the truth of what the Word of God says, but admitting the truth about where we are in our lives. Admit it. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to those who are spiritual enough to handle those problems. Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you're not. You're angry. You're pissed off. You're frustrated. You're possibly horny. You're lonely. And you don't know what to do with yourself. Ask for somebody to help you and pray with you and pray you through this process. But... The issue that we're having in the body is finding mature believers in the church that won't rat us out, that won't have our business in the street. And that's that's on us. And that is on the church. Because we're looking for a quick headline. We're looking to expose people. We're looking to cancel people. But when I'm in Christ, I am uncancelable. You can't cancel what God has accepted. So part of prophetic worship, one, point one, is telling the truth, is living the truth and living in the truth. Okay? 
You cannot authentically have prophetic worship if you are not telling the truth or living in the truth. Not, not watch this, not living in your truth, but living in the truth, which is Christ Jesus. Because when you're in Christ Jesus, he'll point the mirror to yourself and tell you where you need work. If you're always pointing at other people but never pointing at yourself, I don't think you have the truth. Because the truth gonna hit home first before it talks to anybody else. Right? What is what what does the Bible say in Matthew chapter 5? It says, please take the plank out of your own eye before you take the speck out of your brother's eye. Right? So there has to be a, a some form of truth that we must that we must live in. Mm -hmm. The second aspect of prophetic worship or getting into prophetic worship worship it's going back to initial something i alluded to in my previous statement is a love of the word of god biblical literacy like i'm gonna say it again that we're living in a very biblically illiterate age at this point we are completely biblically illiterate as a generation because we want quick instagram reels and tiktoks and we try to get a whole dissertation out of 30 seconds. And that's never going to happen. You're going to have to crack open that Bible. Get on blueletterbible.org. B-L-B.org. They're not sponsoring me. But hey, if you want to sponsor me, please do. <laughs> um, get on there. right? And if you like hardback books, get you a Strong's Concordance or a Crudence Concordance. Right? Get you get you a Holman's Bible dictionary. Okay? Get you something that can help you discover the word of God. Because how can you prophesy or hear the word of God from heaven and you haven't read the word of God that's in front of you? Paul says that he wishes that everyone could prophesy. But just because everyone can prophesy doesn't make you a prophet. But what he's saying is that there should be such a connection you have with God that you don't have to necessarily go to the prophet all the time to get a word. You should be able to hear from God for yourself, by yourself, because you study the word of God and you're under biblical teaching. I'm not teaching you my flesh. I'm not teaching you my philosophy or my opinions. I'm giving you the word of God. That ain't got nothing to do with me or how I feel or where I'm at. It has everything to do with what God says. So if you're going to go into the vein of prophetic worship, you have to go first go in, your, in truth or, or authenticity. Second, go in, go in literacy. Okay. My second point is literacy. Now, when it comes to literacy, I'm not saying you have to know every single thing about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But what I'm saying is you have to know enough that your anchor holds. Mm. Wow. You have to know enough of the word of God that your anchor holds. Preacher, what do you mean? Know enough until your anchor holds. 
uh, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. See, everybody don't have a problem confessing it out of their mouth. The issue that people have is the believing in their heart. And when you actually study the word of God, you find that the, they, they believe the heart to be the seat of all faculty of understanding and logic. So really, the heart is your mind. It's your brain. You have to be thorough, so thoroughly persuaded that Jesus Christ is God, that it exists in your subconscious. That you subconsciously think about him. That you subconsciously ruminate about the word of God or who God is. You subconsciously do that. You don't have to think, make yourself do it. You can just boom and you're gone into a whole nother realm in glory because you're meditating on the word of God. Or you're meditating about the glory and the presence of God. So that's the second part of biblical literacy Excuse me. The, yeah, the second part is biblical literacy. The first part was uh, authenticity and truth. Authentic, authenticity, literate, literate. Oh, sorry, <laughs> authenticity, literacy. And here's that last part. Here's the last part, right here. You have to love it. How can you speak for someone that you don't love or don't know? Hmm. The Bible says that Jesus will say, many will say to him, Lord, Lord, you know, uh, we cast out demons in your name. We, we did this, we did that. And he'll say, be gone from me, you workers of the iniquity. I never knew you. That word knew there means to be intimate with. And intimacy is not just the uh, the physical act. Intimacy is I am in your presence and I just want to get to know you. And you do that in prayer. Now, what is prayer? Contrary to popular belief, prayer is not, Oh, gracious and holy Father, we give you glory today. And then that's when, oh, no, that, 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 that's not prayer. That's edification. Prayer is a conversation. It goes back to the first point, honesty. Sometimes the greatest prayer, ooh, huh, the greatest prayer I ever prayed was, Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I don't know how to do this. Lord, I don't know how this is going to get done, but I trust you. A conversation Lord what why did this transpire this way yes you can question God just don't question his character why, why, why did this go this way I don't understand can you give me some understanding please and either he'll give you a direct answer a yes or no and an explanation why behind the yes or no or he'll tell you just wait or he may tell you I'm not going to tell you anything because at this moment you won't understand. But in time you will. That's an answer. We often don't like that answer. But nonetheless, that is an answer. 
prayer. It's a conversation. I'm going to tell you and show you an example of how all of it works together. I remember uh, uh, me and my former wife, uh, we were separated, and I was living with my dad. And uh, dad told me to go to the church to get uh, some files out of the safe. So I did, you know, went there and, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Backtrack. <laughs> um, it was March the 13th through the 14th of 2021. Let me go back and start from the beginning. Sorry, y'all. Start from the beginning. And I was working a, uh, a traveling job cleaning bar taps. Man, making, not making hardly anything. And the marriage was going down the tubes. It was just craziness happening. God knows what. And I came to my wit's end. I will never forget this. I was in Decatur, Alabama on my route. I was on the corner of uh, 6th Avenue where the Girl Scout Club is, Fort Decatur, and Delano Park right there on 6th Avenue with that light, like going towards uh, Decatur High School. And I had a nervous breakdown. And I began to scream and shout uncontrollably. And eventually, between that scream and shout, I took a deep breath and I said, I want to die. I'm tired of this whole breathing thing. It's ghetto and I don't like it. <laughs> so I remember I was on the way to, I was on the way home, on the way to my father's house. Uh, me and my, my then wife, we were separating. Praying for things to work, praying that God fix it, praying that things would get better, not getting better, it's getting worse. And uh, Apostle Travis Ackland, how you doing, my guy? Apostle Travis Ackland inboxed me. He asked me uh, some things about uh, doing something, or some stuff about a TV show, or whatever. I would say, yeah, cool, whatever. And he asked me, he said, uh, he said James, how you doing? You know, most folk would say, you know, man, I'm all right, I'm cool. You know, I didn't do that. I said, honestly, Pastor Aglin, I just want to die. I just want to give up, and I want to die. <laughs> and he said, yo, I've been where you've been, and I understand where you're at. And just know that there's more life after this. And he was, he was encouraging. He really was, but... Well, I was at that time, I, I wasn't hearing it. My mind was laid up. It was made up, y'all. <laughs> so I get home, and I literally pray to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, please, whatever you do, don't make me wake up the next morning. This is March the 13th, 2021. I go to sleep, and I wake up the next morning. I'm 38 hot. I'm, I'm tit because I'm still alive. So I think I took that day off from work. Took that day off from work. And uh, now we're back to where I was. Then dad asked me, he said, James, I need you to go to this the church safe and get these papers that I need. Um, I think it was some church insurance papers and I had to get some stuff done for the church or whatever. 
So I said, sure. I go to the church, get the papers, and as I'm leaving out, I hear the Holy Ghost say, lay before me. I said, what? The Holy Ghost said again, lay before me. And my response was, F you, God. That was my legitimate response. Because it's like, you, I've been praying to you for months to fix my marriage. I've been praying to you for months to, you know, fix my finances and do all this stuff like that. And you haven't said or done nothing yet. Now you want to talk to me and you're not even going to address what I'm going through. I said, honestly, God, I, I really don't like you, man. I don't, I don't like you, bro. You, you, you capping. Because I honestly, I feel that you're just an angry child with a magnifying glass and I am an ant. And that you, uh, you just love, you just get off on uh, torturing people and toying with people's emotions and toying with them mentally and emotionally and giving them false hope to believe in something that's never gonna happen or you're gonna put them through hell just to get a piece, not even the whole thing, but a piece of it, just to tour with us some more. And if that's what you do, I don't want no part of it or no part of you. Get out of my face. I don't wanna hear your voice anymore. This is me talking to God, y'all. This is me talking to God. I said, that, said all that, went on my tirade. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, lay down before me. <laughs> God completely ignored my whole tirade. Anyone know why he ignored my tirade? Because if I would have said that to a human being, they would have heard my words. And we probably would have had a fight. But I'm so grateful that God is so all-knowing. And he's so all-understanding. That he, he just didn't hear my words. He heard my intent. And he heard my brokenness. Those were my words. But my heart was saying, Lord, I am hurt. And I'm angry with you because I feel that you let me down. That's what my heart was saying. I feel disappointed by you. I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you to fix this. And you did not fix this for me. That I put all my trust in you. And you let me down. You disappointed me. You wasn't there for me. When I needed you, I couldn't find you. And now you want to show up. When all hell is hit the fan. That's what my heart was saying. So after all that whole tirade, I'm, and I'm so, let me spoil it a bit. I'm so glad that God hears my heart. He hears my intent. And he hears my brokenness when I pray. This is what I mean by prophetic worship, y'all. That the theology may not be correct. But he hears your heart and your intent when you worship. So, I, he tells me to go lay down before him. I do that. <laughs> I do that. And as I'm praying, the Lord says, mind you, say I want to die, right? I want, I want to give up. 
The Lord says, boy, I ain't going to kill you. You got too much work to do. That means it's not going to last always. And that was it. That was it. When I communicated my truth to God, and I actually asked similar questions, Habakkuk asked the same questions. The, the psalmist Asaph in the book of Psalms asked God similar questions. Like, God, I see the wicked are prospering, but the righteous are suffering. And I just want to give up. So these, the questions that I gave God weren't new. They were, but they were real from where I was. And because I was authentically honest with God, he was honest with me. Right? And watch this. Tears can be a prayer. A lifted hands can be a prayer. All of these things can be a prayer. And when you're able to do that, and then you have that devotion, your personal devotion, now you're able to engage heaven. Now, uh, when praise and worship is going, right, and the music is going, and that's your posture. That's not just a thing to do. That is your consistent posture. That when worship is going, boom, God begins to download into the musicians. God begins to download into the singers. He begins to download. Right? You, As a musician, you're playing stuff you ain't never played before. As a singer, you're singing stuff you ain't never sung before. Singing in ways you never thought you could ever sing. Because God is constantly downloading into you. So that's the art of prophetic worship. That's how you begin it. It starts with authenticity, number one, literacy, and you have to love it. I think my fourth point was prayer. Yeah, authenticity, right? Literacy, you have to love him, and you have to pray. Like I said, it's not just a religious aspect of prayer. It's a conversation. It's honesty. Say, Lord, I'm not feeling this today. Give me strength. That's a prayer. That's prayer. I hope this was a blessing to somebody. Hope everybody got what they needed. If you'd like to, follow me on TikTok. Facebook, Instagram, um, the Just James podcast, Just James the podcast, excuse me. Um, if you would like to uh, be a sponsor or have your ad posted, please email me at justjamespod at gmail.com and we can negotiate everything on there. Um, as far as everything is concerned, uh, I don't think there's anything going on. Well, also, here's another thing that's going on. Justice for Steve Perkins, y'all. We fighting. We fighting a good fight. And we going to get that justice for that man. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. Be blessed. In the, in the meantime, and in between time, you know what it be. It's me, PJV. Thank you for listening to Just James, the podcast. If this episode helped you and you know it can help someone you know, please like, follow, subscribe, and share from all platforms to stay updated on new episodes. In the meantime and in between time, peace and increase.